Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I am sitting down with Mike AKA Sea Rock, which I want to kind of talk about that first. Like, how is it? Was it a nickname or all that? But we met on Clubhouse, and I kind of, I think the first time I heard you speak, Sea Rock, I was just truly inspired with what you had to say. And you just, you just have this way of talking to people and sharing the value that you have so eloquently. So I kind of want to pass you the mic and kind of give like an intro for those that don't know you and we'll kind of go from there. Well, thank you. And first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, gratitude is such a big part of my life. And I always like to start these interviews with gratitude uh, to you and then to also to your audience for showing up. And that means the world to me. Uh, so first of all, the name C-Rock came from my last name is Sirocco. Uh, my friends can't pronounce it. So they call me C-Rock and it's stuck. And so there's a lot of mics on this planet. So just to differentiate it, I guess that's what it, where it came from. So that's the answer to that question. Um, the other thing, I, I want to thank you for your feedback on that um, for, with Clubhouse. And, you know, I, I haven't always been able to communicate as well as I do today. And I'm still not there yet as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. But I've been coached and mentored by some very, very successful, uh, well-spoken individuals. And I'll give a shout out to, to one, one of my coaches, uh, Rich Dolan, who, and if you, if you listen to Richie speak, um, if, it, it can be intimidating at, uh, you know, at, at, at first. And then you hang around someone for long enough, you start to absorb that, that, that ability and also emulate that person. Mm. And so I've been enamored with the way he spoke and just being around him two, three hours a week. Uh, has has seeped into me. Well, it definitely has, and I, I mean, def- you Thank you've you. given me so much value, and in, you've impacted me already. Um, so I kind of want to get into your journey into the business that you have built, right? Because you you've helped coaches. You're an author, so kind of go through that. Yeah. So it all. I'll take you back a little further. It all started. I was in the uh, real estate and mortgage space. And I have built a team with my partners twice to 10 million, over 10 million in revenue, uh, annual revenue. And, you know, the second time was harder at first, the beginning of it, because I knew that we were one place at one point and it came crumbling down and we had to get there quicker. So that beginning part was, oh my goodness, like, how are we going to do this? This and that, but we knew how to do it. And so it went quicker. Uh, but after a certain point, I was coaching my team and I realized when I woke up one morning, I'm like, I'm not really in the mortgage space. I'm building people. I'm elevating people and just, just containing it to this, this mortgage company, you know, it's kind of selfish of me when the world could use this. There's people out there that need elevation. There's people out there that need people to help them see their future and be able to go after it. And so I, I, I guess it was just a matter of wanting to play a bigger game. Mm. and 
this is a lesson in my life I've, I've seen over and over again is that um, I've always gotten to a point where I was just not content, happy, but not content. And I, I needed more success. I needed more of something. And, you know, one thing I'll finish, wrap this up with is, you know, my coach just told me this last week. He, he, he spoke so eloquently. He said, we're all born to have it all, but we're conditioned to have enough as we, as we live and grow. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to go back and get people to go back to wanting to have it all. And it's okay to have it all. I love that. I love that. And you mentioned that you had, you yourself had a coach that kind of led uh, to where you are. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, uh, they feel like successful in their business and maybe they want to get to that next level, but they're like, why? I don't think I need a coach. Like why, why, why do that? So why did you decide to, that you needed a coach to well, improve yourself? When people are saying that it's ego speaking mm. and maybe some fear in the, and seeing results and then having to live up to that standard once they experience it, believe it or not, a lot of people want more. They want to have a better life. They want, you know, all this, but they're not willing necessarily to go for it because they're thinking that they're going to get stuck having to do the work that takes to get there. And so, you know, that's, that's where that comes from because everybody needs a coach. Um, You know, there's athletes that are the best athletes on the planet. They all have coaches, the best business people in the world. They all have coaches. Um, There's a book I read back in the day, uh, not too long ago, but two years ago, I say back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> COVID's made like stretched out so long now. Just yeah, like, yeah. But there's a there's a book called The Trillion Dollar Coach, and it was mm. about Bill Campbell, and he was the coach to the founders of Google and and uh, I believe Apple, maybe Microsoft. But those guys had coaches. So you're just putting yourself back and holding yourself down, thinking that you're not you don't need a coach. And if you're not willing to invest in yourself, you shouldn't be willing to invest in anyone or anything else. Mm. That, no, I love that. I love that. And let, let's talk about that because investing in yourself is so important. So, and a, a lot of people struggle with, I, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the, it's all of those. I don't, I don't, I don't. So why is that so important? Well, I mean, I can tell you that when I started to invest in myself, I borrowed the money to invest in myself. Mm. Like I did whatever it takes because I need to get to another level. If I don't have the money I need to, to invest in coach, I don't have the money. You're never going to have the money. You need to, to do something different. You need to change something. You need to give something up. Something needs to change because otherwise you're going to be in the same boat. And most of the time it'll be worse off. So uh, those are all excuses and it's all a story that you're telling yourself, not you, but people that say that, mm-hmm. and you will do everything in your power to make yourself right in the story that you tell yourself. So that's why it's so important to be careful what you say. You know, I, I bring this up to my kids and my wife and my employees. Like, you can't talk like that. And they mm-hmm. get annoyed with it. But they're only getting annoyed because they know they, there's something there. You know, they wouldn't get annoyed if there wasn't something there. And so everything starts with our thoughts or words and then leads into our actions. And our actions will lead to our future. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's all just a story people tell themselves. And they're going to continue to do so until they change the story. That's very true. I hope you guys are like writing stuff down because he's like, C-Rec is giving us a masterclass already. Um, so I kind of want to also talk about your business and how you've kind of built it and made it to what it is right now. So for those that, you know, don't know you, like explain to what your your, your business is and how. 
yeah. how you kind of elevated it. So I have a large mortgage division that I run. I have a leadership team that runs a day-to-day and they're working in the trenches. And we made that decision once I decided to go out and play a bigger game for all of us. It wasn't just for me. <clears throat> so they started running it and it was, it was tough at first, you know, and then we, I started coaching people. I started writing my book, Rocket Fuel back here. And I started the podcast, which is called, What Are You Made Of? And that I wasn't sure exactly what was going to come from it. I just knew that I needed to get out there and extrovert and get my message out. Not only that, but when you first start out, you got to practice, you know, nobody's watching, nobody's listening at first, but that's good because you're not good generally at first Mm. and you got to practice and do it. I've done in the first year, I did 300 interviews of my own and no, I did 150 interviews of my own on my show and 150 plus on other people's shows. So I really leaned into it almost doing a podcast a day. Um, and when you can't help, if you do that to get decent at what you're doing, nobody sees that though. Like nobody knows that they just see the, the finished product most of the time. So, uh, but then, you know, I, I, I made money in the coaching business. I made money um, with podcasting, but at the end of the day, the real thing is, is that we, it led me into tech and now I'm a tech co-founder of two tech companies. I'm involved with the 10X incubator where we're building, scaling, selling 10,000 tech companies in 10 years by co-founding tech companies with people that have tech ideas. Um, I have two tech companies myself, like I mentioned, in that incubator that um, are phenomenal companies that are going to change the world or impact, impact the world. And so those are the things that my view of things is, I, you know, I, made, I made plenty of money in the mortgage business, but my view mm-hmm. of things is I want to make money, pay my bills, have enough to invest and help other people. And then as long as I have that, while I'm building this big, what we call the moonshot, where billions can come into play, I just want to make sure I keep the other things growing at a, just a nice pace where the graph is like this. It doesn't need to be like this. Nice growing pace, graph like this. And then while I'm working on the moonshot to impact the planet. So that's my view on things on, uh, as far as business goes and what we're into now. I, I love all that. And so, I mean, you, you're obviously an incredible, incredible leader. And I think... What's the definition of leadership to you? And like, how, what can you tell people that want to get into that role? Well, I mean, bottom line is leadership is, is uh, inspiring others or moving others in the direction. It could be bad or good, right? There's bad leaders that aren't good at pulling people in a direction. And there's also bad leaders that pull people in the wrong direction, but they're good at it, right? But you want to be good at both of those things. And I've done a lot of studying of great leaders, including John Maxwell, um, including mentors of John Maxwell, successful business people. And I just immerse myself in their, in their world. And I try to hang out with them as much as I can, as far as being around them. And I just, like I said, with uh, my coach, Rich, Rich, Dolan, like, I just um, like absorb it. Everybody mm-hmm. will absorb it as long as you're aware and uh, paying attention. So a good leader, first of all, starts with himself or herself. They're able to set a vision, get really clear on what they want. They're able to commit to it, and then they're able to be consistent at it and hold themselves accountable to the standard that they expected themselves. Unless they can do that, they cannot lead other people. Mm. And so most people that are leaders will not lead other people, and they will not hold others accountable because they're not doing it to themselves. And they'll get a, a, uh, a case of imposter syndrome, and imposter syndrome stems from not holding yourself to the standards that you're expecting to do for others. If you can handle that part, and one of my other mentors, Brandon Dawson, talks about me leadership. 
instead of we leadership, you do me leadership first. If you can handle that part first, then that's going to make you a great leader of other people. And, um, and then just understanding too, Daniel, uh, this is that when you wake up in the morning, understanding that there's eyes on you, whether you have kids or not, a spouse or not, if you go around people, people watch and they watch to see how you do things, how you respond to things, whether you keep your word or not. And what they're looking for is reasons for them not to do things they need to do. People inherently look and see, what can I use to give myself an excuse or story of why I'm not going to be successful? Mm. And to me, I'm not okay with that. So every morning I wake up, I'm not going to be the reason somebody gives themselves to not be successful. I want to let that breathe for a second. (laughs) Just let that breathe. Um, and I think you mentioned also, you know, imposter syndrome, it, it, it affects everybody, right? And it, it really could debilitate you into becoming the, the leader that you're supposed to be. So um, I, I, love, I love what you just said. And I want to pivot into um, Clubhouse now. The world of social audio, right? I mean, it's, it's an incredible, incredible thing. So when you log on to Clubhouse, what was your initial thought and how has it escalated now for you? I think I got in December of 19 or January 2020. I can't remember exactly. But when I first got in, I saw some people posting on social about it. And I'm like, well, let me check this out. It seems like some of the people that I like follow and look at, like they're in here and let's see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got in it and I noticed that it could be addicting. And I noticed that if you're not intentional with it, it could suck your time. It could suck your energy. It could suck your attitude. And I was very intentional with it at that point of understanding that, okay, here's what, this is a great possible tool. I want to invest time in it, but I also have a family and I have businesses that I'm running. And so I need to make sure that I'm paying attention to that. And when I get in the, into the app, I have an exit strategy, a time that I want to get out. And also, why am I going into that? Am I going into it for entertainment right now? Or am I going into it for business or relationship building? And each time I do that, I understand my intention and I have an exit strategy. So, but there were some people that were able to put everything to the side that they had going on and invest 24 hours a day to Clubhouse because they knew that they needed to get all this real estate. I didn't mm-hmm. do that. I, I decided not to do that because I didn't have, to me, it was, it's a tool for sure. But there were other more pressing issues to me that I needed to invest my time and attention to. Um, despite the fact that I spent enough time in it and I've developed plenty of relationships that are awesome and going to get, continue to be awesome in the future with what we're doing. Yeah, I, I, I know that a lot of people were doing those 24-hour, like, like they slept with their phone on the app. Just to, And th- I love what you said that you need to go in it and understand what you want to get from it. Um, so the, the last couple of questions that I want to ask you is when was a moment in your career that you not failed, but you kind of, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit the ball the way you wanted it to. And how did you overcome that? Um, I could say that that happens daily (laughs) or at least weekly. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's just part of the game to me. We come up with ideas all the time and either sometimes we don't implement them fast enough or if we do implement them, they just don't fly. And then we just cut it and move to the next thing, you know, like being persistent and uh, 
committed doesn't mean that you run with every idea and then try to beat it into the ground until it doesn't work and, or until, until it works. Um, sometimes you just have to be aware that it's not going to fly. It's just not the greatest idea or there's no market product fit for it or market service fit for it. And so, yeah, but, but if you're talking about like a big one, hmm. um, I was in the mortgage business from 2005 till 2000. Uh, I'm still in it, but I mean, for this particular company, I worked until 2018 during that time. And that's a long time, right? 2005 to 2008, 13 years I mm-hmm. put in with a company and that company, the ownership of that company decided to do things with money. They shouldn't have where money went missing from us un- and unscrupulously, right. And, mm-hmm. and not holding to, to the word. And I just don't play ball with people like that. You know, I just don't, it, there's no tolerance for it. And so I picked up 22 employees and moved them to this new company, which we're where we are now, which is the platform that we operate our business in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that, that whole thing was somewhere in a million, $1.1 million range of money that was, should have been our, our money, but it wasn't. And, you know, I I had the, the choice at that moment of, getting an attorney and going into the courts and all that, or just winning with success. And we decided to win with success because I didn't want my attention devoted to a court case where I may not even get anything to try to prove a point to trying to get revenge when mm-hmm. I could go out and make that money back and have more success and elevate other people and doing the same. And so that's what I chose to do with my team. We, we chose to do that instead. And it worked out and paid off for us because since 2018, we've grown our business 800%. And we're doing, we're doing fabulous. So I I just, I think that when you have something that doesn't go your way, one, you may be expecting the wrong thing at the time. It may be just that that setback or failure is something Mm -hmm. that's trying to get you to move a direction, like a degree or two left or right. Maybe telling you to move faster or slow down. It's just giving you data information to make decisions off of, to continue on your course. I love I love what you just said that it's that it's all that it's all data because that's what life is and 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 when you're trying to build a business it's all data and every every hiccup is your next open door every closed door is your open door although when it happens it feels miserable don't get me wrong like uh, 100%. It, it, it feels 100%. bad but you know what here's the thing if it felt good you wouldn't change right. think about it Think about it. It, it would, you wouldn't change. And that's a problem. Like, like you got to, you start using these, these things that you get sometimes these feelings as an indicator of, okay, what am I missing? What am I not seeing right now? You know, what questions should I be asking of myself and others? So um, instead of feeling sorry for yourself and, and, and like complaining, understand that it's a message mm-hmm. and it's a great message, a great opportunity. And nobody likes the feeling, but that's the, the feeling doesn't feel good because it's trying to move you out of it. Yeah. And it also goes back to kind of your mindset, right? And like kind of, it's a lot of inner work that you have to do too. If you're right. not at that point. But um, my last question for you is if you, when you, when you look at your family, right, what is the legacy that you want to leave them? Well, I mean, I think the first thing is I just want to provide the, the example of how they should um, handle themselves, so to speak. 
You know, um, I don't want them to have to do the same things I'm doing necessarily, but I want them to be able to use anything that I create for them, but, but create the life of their dreams and be unstoppable to doing so. And I just want to lay the groundwork for that. You know, it's not easy. I have two kids. I have a 15 and a nine-year-old. My son's the older one. Sophie's the, the, the nine-year-old. And my wife and I have to get on the same page quite often on what, what, I'm, hand, what I'm trying to do. I already know the outcome I'm trying to, to, to achieve. I'm very clear on mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. if anybody in my environment is not as clear on the outcome as we are trying to go for, and I know I am, I'm unyielding. I will not yield from it because I know that if you're clear on something, that's a leg up above everybody else. Cause most people are blurry. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what their future holds. They don't, they don't have any idea. And it's a shame. So my wife and I get on the same page, um, you know, have to get on the same page quite often. Cause we're like, okay, and we're being too hard on them. Are we handling things the right way? And, but at the end of the day, when our kids go out into public, people see the work we put in. Even though mm-hmm. inside the house, it doesn't always appear that way because it's, it's difficult. <laughs> but that's, that's part of raising kids. And, and I, I have not been right all the time. I've had to understand that you're not supposed to control your kids. You're supposed to guide them and let them be, but guide them. And instead of punish them, like instead of taking something from them or grounding them, which I was, happened to me when I was a kid, mm. you're supposed to teach them. Like if, like I just did this with my son, he was, you know, in his room, he had like chip bags and trash. He's not supposed to have food upstairs. And I said to him like, look, dude, we're, we're not going to get into the punishment situation. All that most people do. We're not doing that. You're going to read an article I'm going to send you. And you're going to write a paragraph about the article about the proper way to eat when you're an athlete, a, a teenage athlete. And I'll just continue to do that over and over and over again until they learn, because it's something that they're not learning is the problem. So by punishing them, it's not. So there's a lot of lessons I've been learning as a parent because there's really no manual. There's probably books out there, but there's no manual. And we, all of us, probably weren't brought up in the in the exact you know environment as far as being raised. So I, I think that I think I was uh, this, in the similar generation to you. So I and and it's funny how yes, you know, you have we had we had our parents kind of guide us or in, in the way that they thought that they were supposed to, but you kind of learned from them and then you shifted and now you have your kind of, and I love that. I love that. You're like, no, you're going to read this article on how, because I mean that, that I, I'm writing that, that down because when, when I do have kids that, that is a good, that is a great, great tip. Um, so for my listeners that kind of want to, you know, reach out to you and, and with any other projects that you're doing, um, where can they, get a hold of you and share some projects that you're doing. Yeah. So Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. Those are the three. Mikey C-Rock, C-R-O-C. And what I'm really focused on right now is our tech companies. We have Blueprinted. And Blueprinted is spelled B-L-O-O, printed. And if you go to blueprinted.com, you'll see what we're doing. We have Mastermind set up, but, but it's a tech platform. Blueprinted is a marketplace where people can go and they want to achieve something, they can find a blueprint to it, which a blueprint is a step-by-step guide. It's not a course. It's just a step-by-step guide to achieve something, actionable steps. Because what I found is people don't learn when they don't have actionable steps, when they're not actually mm-hmm. doing. The action is always missing from results, for, from, from lack of results. But most people take courses and they get this theory and they're sitting there consuming things, but there's no actionable steps. So we created a platform where the creators, the experts have to create it in a format that gives people the, the uh, exact actionable steps to achieve something. 
So that's blueprinted. Um, we're launching that here pretty like any day now, which is awesome. And then we have Tipperosity. And Tipperosity is a play on the word tip and generosity. And we're creating a generosity movement. And our aim is to increase tips for service professionals by 50% in the next five years uh, by the, the in, um, innovation that we created in the platform, but also saving uh, restaurant owners and hotels. They have to pay a transaction fee. When they mm-hmm. receive tips for their people, they pay the transaction fee most of the time for their, for their employees. Well, we have a way to avoid that for them, eliminate it from them. And so this, and create a generosity movement by encouraging people to give more, creating a leaderboard of people that when they tip, they, they go on a leaderboard anonymously and they can win prizes and be rewarded for tipping and winning and being the, the best tipper. Um, so this is something that came up when a trip I went to Miami and I didn't have any cash on me to tip the bellhop or the valet guy. And I just, it felt so awkward and it ruined the experience that I said, I had to, I had to create a solution for this. So that's where Tipperosity came from. So, I, yeah. oh, I, I love that. Oh my God. That, no, that's, that's awesome. And I think it's also saying like you, you saw something that wasn't in, you know, never made before you saw like a need and you, and you built this business out of it, which is incredible. I hope I hope people are going to reach out to you for that because that's 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 amazing. Yeah. By the way, we're looking for investors right now in both companies. So if anybody's a, a accredited investor, and we're also, um, you know, looking for people that are experts that have a a step by step guide to something that know how to do something that want to impact the world and monetize at the same time. Please, guys, if you guys are enjoying this episode, please reach out to C Rock. I mean, C Rock, I, I, it's just an honor to be able to take it off the app, have this conversation. And, and now I can't wait to, you know, connect more with you off of this. And you're just in doing incredible, incredible things. And again, such an honor to have you. Thank you, Danielle. I appreciate you having me. Of course, of <laughs> course. Talk soon. Thank you.